0: Welcome to another episode
1: of Glowing Weak Point. As always, I'm your host John, and with me, as always, is my co-host Wombat. Hello. How's it going, Wombat? Wombat.
0: Oh, I'm I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty well. We just had a uh, an unusual uh, and and honestly uh, disgusting talk about business. Not recording it. Oh yeah. Um.
0: We we did not have one of our infamous on air production meetings.
1: It's it's uh, personally I'm I'm just shaking in rage over here that we didn't catch that in recording. Uh, although technically I was recording for all of that. Um.
0: <laughs> I I am mortified that I allowed myself to not record everything I just said.
1: <laughs> Good. I'm glad. You should feel bad, because we don't have a recording of you saying that your girlfriend sound uh, said you sounded like uh, a whiny nerd.
0: Well, now we have a recording of you saying that my girlfriend said that I sound like a whiny nerd.
1: All right, this is getting complicated. Let's move on to what your glowing point of the week was.
0: Oh, I... I had one, and I forgot about it. You know what? Here it is. Here it is. I reorganized my room. My room was okay. horrendous before. I had the bed in the middle of the room. This is like a 10 by 10, or maybe 10 by 11 room, and I had my bed sticking out into the middle of it. Insane. Who? Why? You know why I did that? I did that because the girlfriend who said I sound like a whiny nerd wanted to have two <laughs> different ways to get onto the bed so that it was easier to make the bed. I have said no. I have decided that I need space in my room. I took off the the closet doors that have been here since probably the house was built in the fucking 50s. They were, the <laughs> mirrors were broken, and we just had Ugh. them up. Um, and I, I put my CRT in there, and I put my record player in there, and my vinyls, and and my vast collection of One Piece manga. I don't know, I sent you a picture earlier, but the entire top shelf of the closet is One Piece manga.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Yes and i don't even have all the ones that are out yet i am like 12 volumes behind or something
1: well there's only 200 volumes so i mean it's not right (laughs) you're pretty close
0: there's not 200 but uh yeah
1: (laughs) um
0: what's your glowing weak point john Uh,
1: you know, I didn't have anything coming into this, because I always forget, like you do, um, because I'm a pessimist, and I like to dwell on the negatives in my life, um, but I, I guess, I guess the thing I have enjoyed the most was, uh, cancelling all of the streams I've done this week. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, I basically just said, nah, nah, I I quit, I'm not doing this anymore, and, uh, it's been wonderful not having to do any of that trash.
0: Yeah, that's good. Take a break if you need it. You've been working like an yeah. actual job for a-, a while now, so Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you had a whole bunch <sighs> of time to be doing it anyway.
1: Nope. So, it's been it's been nice just not doing that
0: actually i can i can Um, provide you with some more information about the feedback my girlfriend's feedback now because i remembered it oh okay yeah uh, cool she said that uh your your glowing weak point last week was barely a glowing weak point it was all about how like (laughs) your dog barely survived its illness or
1: whatever (laughs) (laughs) They got out of surgery successfully. That's a happy thing. That
0: is, but everything behind <laughs> it is very
1: depressing. Depressing? Yes. 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 That is that is my life. <laughs> I as, as we like to sappily say here. This podcast is the glowing weak point cuz it's the best time we have together. I
0: think we've only ever said <coughs> that once and we both no, like literally We said it we've said it, we've said it a couple times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's also not true. I hate this thing too. But let's move on. <laughs> oh wow. I've been <laughs>
0: I am devastated.
1: I know. I know I can hear it. Yeah. Um so this is this is the series fact that we're doing um, because it's the holiday, and we don't want to record during it or around it. We just want to take the time off, so we're doing a double episode. Except the holiday that we're doing this for is Halloween, right? I guess we're was just taking
0: a break next week. We're just we're just chilling
1: more. Th- yeah, more than a week ago, at the time of recording, <laughs> was Halloween. Um, Yeah. So, we missed it a little bit. (laughs) Only a tiny bit. Just a little bit. Like, the last two weeks would have been good for it. Either one of them. But, no. Listen,
0: John. No, we. This is also literally only your fault.
1: Yeah, well, again, again, I'd never have time for this, and I barely had time for, like, I was finishing writing these facts today. And there's, like, 30 of them, and there should have been more, but, like, doing these series facts is really hard. Yeah. Um, so anyways, because this is the Halloween edition, we are talking about Castlevania. Castlevania. Ooh. Listen, I only like. The
0: spookiest like, game. I only like maybe a third of all Castlevania games. So <laughs> let's see. Let's see what's going on here.
1: I've probably played at least half to two thirds of these. And I agree. I like maybe a half to a third of those. L- like,
0: pretty much. If you're if you want me to enjoy a Castlevania game, it has to be an Egovania. If it's not an Egovania, then it sucks. I can't I can't do the old super hard platformers. Um and the Lords of Shadow shit can die in a fire. Um <laughs> So it, it's pretty much just like Symphony of the Night to Uh, The dawn of sorrow one on the ds i think that was the last one yeah that that segment of castlevania games i can do
1: i mean there were other games after
0: it but yes yeah uh castlevania akumajo akumajo dracula in japan is a gothic horror action adventure franchise created by konami infamous now for its many abuses
1: Yes. So Akumaju Dracula basically becomes, like, Magic Castle Dracula.
0: Ah, that's a terrible name. Which,
1: I mean... I mean, maybe it works better in Japanese, but... Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's more about the castle than it is about Dracula himself.
0: I mean, Dracula himself only occasionally appears...
1: Correct. Well, yeah. most of the time. But but yeah, there's there's several that he doesn't. Right. But they all include his castle.
0: <laughs> Listen, does does Arya of Sorrow count as Dracula appearing? Hmm. That's a
1: that's an that's a good question, right? That is don't you fight Dracula in the end of Aria of Sorrow though? I think Like, I know you are Dracula, but <laughs>
0: I think maybe in, like, the true ending, but you can totally end the game yeah. without fighting Dracula.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't count. <laughs> um.
0: uh, normally, we'd cover the developers of the game or series, and we will! Because Hitoshi Akamatsu and Koji Igarashi haven't been involved in a whole lot outside of Castlevania, there's not as much as, say, if we tried to cover Miyamoto. The easiest developer to cover is Koji Igarashi, who picked up design of the series in 1993 after 12 other games had been released. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, despite not creating the franchise and only being producer for much of it, he's the one who gets to decide what is and isn't canon. Spoilers, it's the ones he didn't work on. I mean, this is fair, because the ones he didn't work on suck ass. They
1: don't. Most of them do. Uh, they don't suck ass. A lot of the... They're, they're just really hard... old games. Like, they, they fit into that category of, like, the old Mega Man and the old Mario and stuff, where they're just difficult, because games were just difficult back then. Um, uh, as, as someone who likes old difficult games. Uh, the original Castlevanias are, are pretty good. They're they're good examples of that. Now, if you don't like those then of course you're you're or or if you're bad at those, then you're gonna have a, a hard time with it. But the the old games are pretty good.
0: Like I, I think it's just I think it's just a, a comparison bias because um the like especially if you look into how Igarashi develops his games, like he will have people who design a a boss fight the boss and make sure that it is possible to beat the boss without taking a hit. But, like, that's that's the level of game design he wants. Like, the, the possibility to go through the game without taking any damage while still offering yeah. a challenge. Whereas older Castlevania games are pretty much just you will die over and over and over. Um... And ones that the metroidvanias that he didn't work on don't have that same um, level of of attention paid to the bosses and and stuff.
1: I'll say with a medium amount of skill in these older games, you can go through without getting hit.
0: Yeah. Mm. How old? How old are we talking are we talking original Castlevania on NES?
1: I'm I'm talking original Castlevania on NES. I mean like.
0: maybe it's just my my you know my platforming skills also suck ass so they they do that that might be part of it. but I, I don't uh, see how you can get through that game without dying over and over.
1: I have a slightly below medium amount of skill, and I get hit once or twice in the the bosses for Castlevania. If I'm like actually concentrating, I've I've played through most of Castlevania, and it's I I don't say I would be a, a an amazing player at it, but I you can still if you're concentrating and, and trying not get hit at all,
0: right okay if you say so uh i do his first project with konami was for an educational sim game and he decided to take inspiration from a semi-popular series at the time john's favorite fire emblem
1: (laughs) why it was it was for a business educational sim game like
0: that's why? Yeah, that's uh, weird. Why would you make a Fire Emblem business game?
1: Why would you make a Fire Emblem game? Okay,
0: well, <laughs> because because as bad as they are, we enjoy them. Uh, because Konami actually made good games at the time, the project was shut down shortly, and he moved on to Gradius Two. If only they still made games. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, If, only, just if only Konami actually made more than one game every two years, and it wasn't always the worst piece of shit you'll ever play.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you think about it, like, Castlevania is one of their flagship properties. And the last game that came out for it was in... 2019 and it's a mobile game
0: that doesn't count
1: if you also if you go before that it's 2015 which was a pachinko game
0: (laughs) that doesn't count either also that mobile game from what i've heard sucks ass yeah just
1: sucks total ass and then you have to go seven years before today to to get to the the most recent actual castlevania
0: and that was one of the lords of shadows one which sucked (laughs) ass yes I'm just gonna I'm just gonna so, use the term "sucked ass" for the rest of the the podcast. This is this is so what we're doing. If, if you
1: want, if you want to get back to one of the mainline Castlevania games, you have to go 11 years ago to 2010, <laughs> when it's Castlevania: Harmony of Despair, which was the Xbox 360 multiplayer co-op game. That, no no, or or same year a mobile phone game. No, nope. or two years before that a fighting
0: game. Oh, wasn't that the one on the Wii? Yep.
1: Yeah, that one was shit. And then before then, you get Order of Ecclesia. That's... That's, You have to go back really far. That's
0: the one on, like, the DS, right? Like, not even 3DS? Yeah. That's DS.
1: There were no 3DS games. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absurd. (laughs) Absurd. And this this is, like... uh, Konami is famous for Castlevania. Like, it's it's the main one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The greatest thing that they've made since 2008 for Castlevania was uh, actually made by Netflix. So...
0: That TV show is pretty good.
1: It's pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah. Starting with Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which was both his first time working with the Castlevania team and also his first time directing... He was promoted partway through development due to the promotion of his boss. He then went on to be producer for essentially the next 12 through Harmony, uh, through Castlevania Harmony of Despair, after taking a break until Circle of the Moon.
1: Do you mean... F- until after Circle of the Moon. Yeah. He, he did not do Circle of the Moon, but he did do... Um- Which is why
0: Circle of the Moon isn't considered canon
1: harmony of dissonance yeah yeah because he he doesn't like anything that he didn't make
0: yeah basically (laughs) i mean fair enough but also
1: dick move yeah also i like circle of the moon like it's not one of the best games but it is a pretty good game it's okay it's it's a pretty good game.
0: It's just like when you're when you're on the the same system as um, Aria of Sorrow. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'll just play Aria of Sorrow. I don't know. Uh, of those thirteen games, only eight were real Castlevanias. Of the rest, one was a fighting game, one was a co-op arcade game, and three were remakes. Which three did he remake?
1: Let me look at this. Um, The Adventure Rebirth, which is Castlevania The Adventure. Okay. Um, Castlevania The Dracula X Chronicles, which was Castlevania Dracula X. That's the PSP one. Um, Yeah, and... Let me see... Which one was this?
0: I think Um, I've mentioned before that... um, you can also find Symphony of the Night hidden on the Dracula X Chronicles for PSP but it's the it's end. not just like a menu thing it's you have to uncover it
1: uh, also Castlevania Chronicles which is basically a remake of the first one
0: okay after having finished his run of Castlevania's he went back to making Gradius clones and a weird lemmings meets Connect game before quitting to make his own studio. <laughs> Which failed, before quitting to make his own studio, where he made Castlevania clones. Hey, hey. (laughs) That's what they are. (laughs) Bloodstained Symphony of... Is it Symphony?
1: No. No, it's
0: not. I was about to say Symphony of the Night. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it is, but it's not. It is. But Bloodstained is really good. I, I love Bloodstained.
1: Okay, but it is just a.
0: Uh, it is. A clone. It is. But if if that's how we have to get more Castlevania, because Konami isn't doing fucking anything with it, like. Fine. There's there's a market for these games, and Konami doesn't give a shit about it. Uh, Koji Igarashi seems like kind of a sexist piece of shit.
1: John. All right, so um, this is this is with regards to the fact that he non canonizes games. So um, is this
0: going to be like a Toru Iwatani level kind of thing, or is it going to be worse?
1: I will let you judge for yourself. Okay. So this this is with uh, EGM um, and IGA both both or no EGM. Um, EGM asked, "Would you make a Castlevania with a female main character?" Ega responded, Hmm, there are difficult problems with that. As a gamer, I think that you become one with the character, and since Castlevania has a lot of male players, it's natural to have male characters. In Rondo of Blood, Maria was a silly, cute aside, but you still had Richter to make it serious. Uh, excuse (laughs) me? And then later on, EGM asked, After Tomb Raider, don't you think a female character is more acceptable? Ego responded, It's possible, I guess. Although, I purposefully left the Sonia Belmont character out of the official Castlevania chronology. Ha! Huh. Usually, the vampire storyline motifs females tend to be sacrificed. It's easier to come up with weak feminine characters. Well, I'll think about it more in the future, though. It's tough to fit a female hero into the early history of Castlevania, but as you moved into the modern er- day, females can then more easily become a hero. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I mean. Yeah. <laughs> when was this interview? Uh, 2003.
0: Okay, so it's possible that his views have evolved since then, at least. Because Bloodstained is, like, Miriam is the main character of Bloodstained. And and he had entire creative control over that game. So, Mm -hmm. maybe he's evolved since 2003. But in 2003 at least, fuck Iga. (laughs) Fuck him. What was was Uh. that comment about us how female characters can be, like, a fun, cute aside.
1: Yeah. Uh, in Rondo of Blood, Maria was a silly, cute aside, but you still had Richter to make it serious. Jesus. (laughs) That's insane! (laughs) Who says that? (laughs) Uh, yes. Women. Only known for being silly and cute. Never serious. Never. Absolutely
0: tomb raider had been out for like a decade by that point
1: yeah yeah <laughs> also um uh, as you'll find out later like the original castlevanias took a ton of inspiration from the original metroid you know a game with a very empowered woman solo character back I mean,
0: but you are leaving aside how, how Metroid treats its reveal of Samus as a woman uh, as very, it's gross. Yeah, it,
1: I will agree with that. However, it is still, like, there's nothing silly about Samus. No, she is a very serious <laughs> character. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's a cute girl, but I wouldn't say that she's a silly, cute aside. No. <laughs> she, she's a powerful woman who don't need no man. <laughs> if you
0: called Samus a, a silly, cute aside, she would rip you in half. Ugh. A little bit harder to cover. I don't know how we just move on, but we have to. Is Hitoshi Akamatsu. Credited under the names Trans Fishers, a play on Terence Fisher, the director of Hammer Films, who directed The Curse of Frankenstein, Dracula, 1959's The Mummy, The Curse of the Werewolf, etc. Varam's...
1: Basically all of the classic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> classic universal monster movies uh-huh uh bram stoker a play on bram stoker obviously the author of dracula and invincibility who has been speculated to not even exist hitoshi akamatsu might not exist
1: it is so difficult to find information on him that there are are genuinely groups of people that don't believe he exists
0: oh so he does exist it's just like Conspiracy theories on the level of, like... um, Rivers Cuomo is actually Kurt Cobain. Like, there's
1: no information about him. There there are four pictures. And that's it. Four pictures? Like, we have four... Yes, we have four pictures from a different game. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all we know of his, like... All the the visual proof we have of his existence.
0: All right. During the 8-bit era, Konami and several other Japanese devs had a rule that devs had to go by pseudonyms to diminish headhunting from other companies. Um, This is one of the, the earliest abusive practices Konami would dabble in. Yes. Due to this, it can be really hard to find who those people were.
1: Like, not even Konami can find them.
0: <laughs> that That's a way to shoot yourself in your own foot. Yeah. Yeah. The known credits for Mr. Akamatsu are for The Goonies 2, which is also from which the only interview we have with him comes from, Castlevania's 1, 2, and 3. Then, after the poor reception of the Castlevania sequels, he was moved to Surprise Attack, another 2D platformer, and Snake's Revenge, a non-canon Metal Gear sequel, the first without Ko- Kojima. Do do you have the Goonies 2 interview?
1: I do have the Goonies 2 interview.
0: Is there anything interesting from the Goonies 2 interview? Not
1: really. Okay. <laughs> I I I went through it trying to to find anything I could, but it was mostly just talking about like the last days of of the development of the game and and hitting up the people there and
0: uh, if i'm right the goonies 2 isn't actually a movie right like the goonies 2 is a video game sequel to the movie the goonies
1: correct It, it is the nes game the goonies 2
0: right that's, that's always seemed very weird to me, that they would they would make a game for a, a sequel movie that didn't exist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, it, it's... Yeah. It's, uh, weird. It's weird. Why, why did Konami do that? Why? For who? It, it, after being kicked off like. the series he created and set with crappy other games, he became miserable and quit the company and disappeared. The remainder of his life a pile of secrets. For what is a man?
1: (laughs) But a miserable pile of secrets.
0: But enough talk, on to the next! Despite being lost to history, Akamatsu contributed much both to Castlevania's success and the games at Konami as a whole. Specifically, the tightness of the controls, which he was very strict on, wanting players to feel like Simon's movements were an extension of their own. A series staple, which makes the games feel good despite otherwise poor gameplay, at least early on.
1: As for his, con- it's it's oh. pretty tight controls, I, and I feel like that can be said for most of Castlevania as a whole. the 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 controls are are pretty good.
0: It's tight controls in a game that doesn't have like tight enemies like the the enemies are chaotic and random and, and <laughs> shitty they they
1: follow set patterns to an extent they they follow set patterns if you want to say so i i as someone who's played a lot of castlevania they follow set patterns they're they're pretty predictable
0: as for his contributions to konami He, and much of the staff at the time, was huge into Western cinema, with a push from everyone involved to make games feel cinematic. This, uh, this, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? This mindset, (laughs) this mindset still lives on in Hideo Kojima, who yeah, has taken it to the logical extreme by this point
1: but like they they cared about this to a a large degree to the point where they're like they tried to make th- things like respecting the visual frame and um like every aspect of his input into the games was trying to make them cinematic yeah and honestly i like the the old games they're 8-bit as hell, but they, they do have that feeling about them. They're really, really good cinematic games for 8-bit games.
0: <laughs> Along that line, Akamatsu raved to everyone in the office about the best films he had seen, and the influence of those as they percolated through the office are pretty substantial, the biggest of those being Aliens. During his time at Konami, a visual shift can be seen towards H.R. Geiger motifs due to his proselytization of Alien throughout the office.
1: It's like the Contra. I was about uh, to say, a I lot bet have
0: contributed towards Contra.
1: Yeah, it. he is the reason for that because he was the one pushing Alien so hard and and Contra's really got a Geiger influence to it. <laughs> So it's it's just and a lot of other Konami games have that Geiger influence too. So it's it's interesting that this forgotten developer is the reason for that because he just wouldn't shut the fuck up about alien. Right.
0: So for this next one, do you have like little blurbs for the games or something?
1: Uh I have the the list of games open. So if you have any questions about things, I can I can provide details.
0: Okay. Because, all right. Enough about the developers. Let's talk about the games. Uh, Castlevania, which is... It's it's, it's the, the first one. It's the first one. It's... 1986. Yep. <laughs> Vampire Killer, which I've never heard of.
1: It's the first one. 1986.
0: Oh, it's just the first one again. <laughs>
1: pretty much. Yeah, there's there's a couple changes. It was it was on a different system. But yeah, it was it's the first game again.
0: Castlevania 2: Simon's Quest. It's a terrible night for a curse.
1: It, yeah, it's also one of the very first ever open world games and it's got a night, night day cycle and it's got a multiple endings. It's one of the the first games with multiple endings, which I know I've said most of those things before about other games, but there were quite a few games that were the first. Right,
0: they all came out within like a three-month time span in 1986. So
1: 1987, actually. So it's hard, to,
0: it's hard to say who like did it, who had the first idea for it.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean the idea is obvious it's just the the implementation right someone finding the uh, the ability to to implement it and Simon's quest is an interesting game. it's not my favorite but it is it follows the it's miserable to play yeah yeah it, it follows in the um yeah it's it's not as clean as the the first and, and third games. Uh, it follows the second game is weird. Um,
0: yeah, L- like <laughs> cliche. Uh, recently like discussed Fire and Emblem Legend or Mario yeah.
1: yeah, it's weird. The adventure I like it, link, the weirdness of it. Yeah,
0: haunted castle, which I bet is just Castlevania Two again, right? Go on, John. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just is it just Simon's Quest again? what haunted castle yeah no is it no is it the first game again it's the first game again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah came out in 1988
0: for the uh arcade okay castlevania 3 dracula's curse yeah isn't that one also just the first game again
1: No, so Dracula's, so the first game follows Simon Belmont, right, the third game follows Trevor Belmont,
0: oh, I know Trevor,
1: you should know Trevor, because he's the main character of
0: the Castlevania Netflix series,
1: yep, he's probably the best known Belmont at this point, Uh... it would be between him and Simon, but like. I feel like Richter's up there. Okay, you're right. Richter is probably up there. Yeah.
0: Castlevania: The Adventure. I
1: don't know anything about that one. It's the Game Boy game. It's uh, it's it's not great. It's the first one. I mean, it's, it's no, it's 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 a completely different. Oh, okay. It it falls under the the Legend of Dracula mini series. Ah. Um, it's. It feels like the first game again, but it is a different story. All right, but it's it's it feels like any thing that they've done to make like to to progress the characters and uh, controls and stuff just goes away, and they go back to the first game.
0: Ah, uh, I see. Super Castlevania four, which is the first game again. Um, correct but, there you go <laughs> but with um it has it has an easier like like I think you're gonna whip at angles now so it, it's a little bit easier yeah yeah Castlevania 2
1: Belmont's revenge what, what are they getting revenge yep. for uh it's it's another <laughs> it's another game boy game. Uh, he gets cursed after the end of Castlevania the Adventure and has to go defeat Dracula, who didn't die at the end of the first one. He just kind of smoked and disappeared. Oh. Yeah.
0: Kid Dracula, which John has played recently.
1: Yeah, it's a fantastic game. You, you follow Alucard.
0: Yeah, little, little baby <laughs> Alucard.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Castleva- presumably castlevania Rondo of blood
1: so this one's a little bit interesting because um kuji igarashi's girlfriend worked on this one okay and he he gets a special thanks at the end of it but he didn't really contribute to it so
0: did she continue working on
1: castlevania games I you know what? It doesn't mention her because she doesn't matter because she's a silly cute aside.
0: Right. Great. <laughs> Castlevania Chronicles.
1: Ah. Um it, that's the first game again. Oh,
0: well. Castlevania
1: Bloodlines. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the first yeah, game that's again. That's the Genesis game. No. No, that that's technically a part of the um the main series. Uh Who who does it yeah, follow it, it, now? Let me look at it and see. Um
0: it, it's gonna be some random Belmont dude. It's gonna,
1: it's gonna be Mark Belmont. Okay, no, this, this one actually follows this this one's weird. Um it follows John Morris. Oh. That's an even so this name. Is, So this is after, technically in the timeline, this takes place after Order of Ecclesia and Symphony of the Night and stuff, when Richter Belmont fucks up, and um, since he was ashamed of being manipulated in Symphony of the Night by Shaft, he passes on the Vampire Killer Whip to the Morris clan, and and the Quincy Morris and John Morris and and John Morris is the character in Bloodlines. I see. Who uses it?
0: Okay. Uh, Kid Dracula for the Game Boy. It's probably just Kid Dracula yep. again.
1: It's pretty much the same game. There's there's some slight differences, but yeah.
0: Castlevania <laughs> Dracula X.
1: Ooh, do you want to know what that is? Yes, please tell me. It's Rondo of Blood again. Oh,
0: great! <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, I've already forgotten what Rondo of Blood was about.
1: <laughs> uh, Rondo of Blood follows uh, Richter. Oh, right. It's the first. It's it's the first game with Richter.
0: I I see. Okay. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. This is where uh, Castlevania really takes off. You're definitely playing yep. as Alucard now. You've got the uh, you've got the Metroidvania going on. You're collecting mm-hmm. weapons for Alucard and shit, and then you you fight your dad.
1: Yep, yep. And you might find the Alucard armor as well. Yeah, which sucks.
0: Castlevania
1: Legends is it,
0: it's the first game again.
1: No, I, well, chronologically yes, but also no because <laughs> it got. It got um, decanonized because it um, doesn't fit with the timeline after they made, what is the name of that?
0: Is it the PS2 game? Is it uh, Lament of Innocence? Lament
1: of Innocence, I think, yeah. yeah. Which came after it, and so they just decided that they're not going to
0: and they decided Dude, Lament of this... Innocence would be the canonical first one. Lament of Innocence sucks yep. by the way. It's a it's one of yeah. the worst games I've ever picked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Castlevania 64. I mean, like...
1: <laughs> okay, that's that's one I have. Um Honestly, like, so it's a frustrating game, but once you, like, you, you really have to try at it. Because it's, it's a 3D game clearly made by people trying to just copy what they did for the very first game. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's brutal like the first game, but with buggy 3D controls like Super Mario uh, 64.
0: listen. Castlevania just can't go 3D. It just can't. It never works out. It's always miserable. Just don't go 3D. It's not necessary. After...
1: Once you get good at Castlevania 64, like you have to do for the platforming and and the original game as well, it it can be pretty fun. Um, I have half beaten it, which is to say there's an easy mode and a hard mode you can play on. And I beat the easy mode, which only allows you to get halfway through the game and then you reach a point and you're like, alright, you've beaten it, Uh, but this is only half the story. If you want to play the other half, start over on hard. That's
0: fucked up. I hate that shit. And I
1: went, okay, I won't do that.
0: Right. (laughs) Like, one day maybe, but not like not right now easy mode should just be the game but easier like i i'm so yeah i'm so tired of all of these like insulting easy modes and shit just like oh yeah. look at you you little baby playing on easy mode why don't you grow up you fucking baby fuck you i'm just not gonna play your yeah. game jesus
1: <laughs> castlevania legacy of darkness also known as Castlevania 64, Part 2! Oh, great. It's it's the second one. It is a completely separate game from the other one. But, yeah. It, it, it's just a sequel. Okay. Yeah. However, technically, you can play... I, I think the the first Castlevania 64 is also inside of Legacy of Darkness, if you want to. You can unlock it um but yeah it's weird um and now we get into
0: the only consistent um like, like the only three games that come out one after the other that have any consistency in quality
1: yes yeah i'll agree with that
0: so we get castlevania circle of the moon you've been playing that recently yep
1: yeah it's a good game it's got some some design decisions I don't necessarily agree with but I still always have a blast when I'm playing it
0: yeah it it can be fun it's it's one of those where it's like just enjoy your time with it don't go out of your way to do everything in it
1: because nah that's not how I play you you will
0: hate <laughs> yourself
1: yeah if you're going to play it play it on the uh, the new switch version because you can like rewind time and stuff and it makes things a lot easier it's still grindy as fuck but or you don't have to don't give konami money
0: and just play it on an emulator where you can make a save <sighs> state
1: true yeah that's that's another option yeah uh, i'm not gonna say don't give the developers money though because well, this isn't giving not giving the developers money the. De- the developers are long yeah, gone. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But if an option to pay for it exists, you should.
0: Eh, differing opinions. Castlevania Harmony of Dissonance.
1: Okay, another fun
0: one. Yeah, I haven't played this one since I was like a little baby child. Um, so I don't remember anything about it except that it's pretty, pretty fun.
1: A little baby child.
0: Yep. Listen, when these games came out in the early 2000s, I was single-digit age, okay?
1: Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's that's gross. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> Why you gotta make me feel so old? <laughs> I mean, you were the same age.
0: You're what, a year older than me?
1: Nah, I'm way older than you. <laughs>
0: castlevania aria of sorrow this is uh yeah this is quintessential castlevania yeah pretty much one of the best it doesn't get much better than this
1: honestly it's it's a toss up in my head between it and uh symphony of the night as to what's better because they're both just solid games
0: yeah it's these two and then if you consider um bloodstained as a castlevania game th- those are like the. i don't those are the three ties like it one of those is the best and it it really depends on the day of the week yeah yeah Castlevania: Lament of Innocence. This is a 3D PS2 game. Um, they don't know what they're doing with 3D. The camera angles <laughs> are all wonky and shit. It's it's just shit. It, don't play it. Um, it is <laughs> it is canonically now the first game in the like chronologically in the series. Um, yeah, you play as. I think you play as Dracula before he dies and becomes Dracula. Or maybe you play uh, as his you, best friend.
1: You Yeah, you play as Leon Belmont. Yeah. Um, And then... Let's see. I know Leon's fiancé is kidnapped by Walter Bernhardt, who's a vampire. And then you save... Walter, but it's a plot by your best friend, Matthias Kronkvist, who turns into a vampire. And
0: becomes Dracula.
1: Basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Like, it's a really cool story. It's a shame that it was included in that game. Yeah. (laughs) Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow. It's uh, It's the sequel to Aria of Sorrow that's pretty decent, but not as good. Yeah, yeah, that one's on the uh, DS, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that's the only way to play that one because I know Ari of Sorrows you could play on Wii U,
0: and it's on uh, it's but... in that uh, Castlevania Advance Collection now.
1: Is it? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, Ari of Sorrows, yes, yeah. I was I was thinking about Dawn of Sorrows. uh, which I don't think you can play it any other way now. I think it's just. Yeah. DS.
0: Emulate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania Curse of Darkness. We, we've now gone back into the era of Castlevania I don't know shit about.
1: Uh, so this one is basically the second half of the Castlevania Netflix series. <laughs> um, it, it, it's it, Trevor it, it Belmont follows, again? Well, it follows Hector uh, a devil forge master. Oh
0: shit! They brought him in from uh, shortly alert. after
1: Trevor. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. This is not my dog. Um. So when his human wife was killed, and his fellow forge master Isaac is implicated in the deed, he sets off for Dracula's stronghold to settle the score with him. Blah 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 blah. It has Saint Germain in it. It's the the. <laughs> The Netflix show is a cross between Castlevania 3 Dracula's Curse and Castlevania: Curse of Darkness. I see. Yeah.
0: All right, we got a uh, Castlevania: Portrait of Ruin.
1: Mm-hmm. What What's this one? Which is pretty good. It's a It's another DS game. Um you You kind of it's It's like all of the GBA and other DS Metroidvanias. Uh, except this one kind of crossovers with uh, Super Mario sixty four in that you jump through um, paintings to go to other worlds, and that's where you fight through things. Is it three D? No. Okay. No. So it's it's, it's, a side it's like I said, it's a DS game. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 quite fun. It um, you there's there's two different options you can play as Jonathan Morris who uses a whip or Charlotte Charlotte Allen who um is the the cool mage uh sorceress that you can play as. Oh,
0: we're back to the Morrises. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. We got uh we got Castlevania the Dracula X Chronicles. It's it's just a PSP port of Dracula X essentially. And like I said, yeah, Symphony which of the in Night is, is on there. Yeah,
1: yeah, which in itself is a remake of Rondo of Blood, so. Yeah.
0: We're, we're, it's a remake of a remake. Yeah. We're, we're putting hats on hats on hats now. Yeah. Castlevania Order of Ecclesia.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's it's not my favorite of the <laughs> Is
0: it another Metroidvania one or is it back to a uh, bullshit
1: it's kind of back to bullshit. Uh, you know what? I'm missing one on this list. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so some some of my numbers are wrong. Um, Castlevania Order of Shadows.
0: I don't recognize that name
1: at all. It's a phone game. Uh,
0: of course. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh it is it is a side story to the official canon. Oof. Um Yeah, but it it is a side scrolling metroidvania.
0: Okay. Um we've got Castlevania Judgment, which I think is that Wii fighting game that sucks ass.
1: Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. It is. Yeah. That's a that's flail at each other until someone falls over the game. Mhm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Castlevania the Adventure Rebirth, which with a capital B in birth.
1: Yep, which is Castlevania the Adventure. Oh. Again. Again. It was We
0: Castlevania Puzzle Encore of the Night.
1: <laughs> That's another mobile game. Of course. Uh It reuses most assets from Symphony of the Night.
0: It's a puzzle game with Symphony of the Night. Yeah, great. Really, really nailing it at this point. This is this is around the time when uh, Konami started to give up on caring about anything.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Let's see. We've got Castlevania: Harmony of Despair.
1: Yeah. So that one's kind of interesting because it's a, it is a co-op multiplayer online um Metroidvania? I'm against
0: this in every way.
1: But there's there's like there's eleven chapters you can play as, and you you play through these pre-built worlds getting to the boss and defeating them. It looks interesting. I wouldn't mind playing it, but it doesn't look as replayable as others. I
0: could do so for a gaff maybe, but it doesn't sound like anything I would just like be like, "Oh yeah, let's play Harmony of Despair." <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's also got characters from all throughout the series, uh, Soma Cruz, Alucard, Jonathan Morris, Charlotte Allen, Shanoa from Order of Ecclesia, um Richter, Simon, okay. Etc
0: uh we got castlevania lords of shadow this is somebody at konami played shadow of the colossus finally and decided to make that a <laughs> castlevania game yeah yeah uh, only not understanding anything about what made shadow of the colossus good
1: or castlevania
0: yeah <laughs> either either <laughs> Uh, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, more of the same, right? Yep. 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 Castlevania, Lords of Shadow 2, more of the same. Yep. <laughs> Castlevania Pachinko, which shouldn't be on this list, that's... Sierra Pachinko, Akumaju, Dracula! <laughs> L- this is around the same time they were putting fucking Pyramid Head on Pachinko machines. Um...
1: Yeah. just
0: embarrassing <laughs> castlevania uh, grimoire of souls which i bet is that um mobile game mentioned earlier it
1: it's is it's probably a in the in the yes. realm
0: of like fire emblem what is it heroes where you're just like getting characters from all throughout the castlevania series and pitting them against each Does other doesn't yeah like every a little bit every single franchise with more than three games has one of these mobile games at this point
1: yeah I mean it, it is a 2d side scroller but yeah yeah and
0: Castlevania moonlight Rhapsody to be announced I guess this is a future thing that they've said they're finally gonna make uh-huh is it what what, what are they saying it's gonna it's, be?
1: It's going to release in China, and it's another mobile game. Oh, who
0: who cares?
1: (laughs) Who gives a fuck? Yeah, it looks pretty much identical to the last one.
0: Of the above listed games, Vampire Killer, Haunted Castle, Super Castlevania 4, and Castlevania Chronicles are all just the first game retold. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah, we kind of went over that. Yeah, but yeah. There's
0: five of the of one game.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like Fire Emblem.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it it's like pick your poison, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, Fire Emblem. They have stopped remaking the first game at this point, at least. Although, I would argue they should one more time because they finally found like a formula for their series. <laughs> That people like and now nobody knows who the fuck Marth is.
1: <laughs> I mean, as it should be.
0: <laughs> There's a surprising number of mobile Oh wait, I, I passed over it.
1: meh, it doesn't you can skip that one. Yeah. We already talked about it too.
0: There's a surprising number of mobile games on this list too. Four of them being mobile only, and almost a third of them, most of the good ones, being for portable only. I reject there being any good ones. I, I, <laughs> I reject it out of hand that there are any good mobile games.
1: So you disagree that uh, Dawn of Sorrows is a good portable game? That's not... Because that's what it's saying.
0: When you say mobile game, that is, has a very specific Re- meaning Read to it them. again.
1: There's a surprising number of mobile games on this list too, four of them being mobile only and almost a third of them, most of the good ones, being for portable only. Oh, I see. I was
0: was applying that to the previous part of the sentence, as opposed to the next part of the sentence.
1: Almost a third of the 37 games are for portable only. Amazing. And they're most of the good ones.
0: (laughs) Of the above games, only 16 of the 37 are considered canon. So, let's real quick walk through... Do you have, like, a chronological order of canon games?
1: I do. Okay. So, we have Castlevania Lament of Innocence, which takes place in 1094 AD. Then, that moves on to Castlevania III Dracula's Curse in 1476 AD. Then to Castlevania Curse of Darkness in 1479. Then... Castlevania The Adventure in 1576. Wasn't that the Game Boy game? Somehow... Yes, somehow the Game Boy game is canon. Okay. Um, Castlevania II Belmont's Revenge in 1591. Wait. Uh, Which is like... Oh. A big jump forward. Okay. Like 15 years later. (laughs) Um, Then Simon Belmont in 1691 with Castlevania and 1698 with Simon's Quest. Then Just Belmont in Harmony of Dissonance in 1748. Then Richter Belmont with Castlevania Rondo of Blood in 1792 and Symphony of the Night in 1797. Five years later. And then, um, then then uh, <laughs> canonically the radio drama Akumajo Dracula X okay. Tsukiyoku no Yasu. Kyoku in 1798 takes place. Fuck you, Iga. Um that's that's canonical. Um then uh Castlevania Order of Ecclesia and 18 question mark question mark AD. Alright. Um with Shanoa. Right. Then then there's Quincy Morris's era, and I'm going to go ahead and doesn't Quincy say, Morris not go, have a game? Quincy Morris has something far more important. Go ahead and read the next fact, 22.
0: Speaking of canon, there are some weird decisions with that. Several of the games feature the Morrises instead of Belmonts, and the first Castlevania canon entry of the Morrises is Bram Stoker's Dracula.
1: Correct. Bram Stoker's Dracula is canonically a part of the Castlevania series, and that takes place in 1897 Wait, and that is that is quincy morris
0: quincy morris is a character from dracula
1: yes oh quincy morris is a distant descendant of trevor belmont okay and um yeah so
0: we've got dracula in there now the book dracula
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then we've mm-hmm. got the john morris which is Castlevania yes correct Chronicle. john morris's
1: era Bloodlines Love actually lines. in nineteen seventeen. I knew it was one of those. And things. then Yeah. Then Jonathan Morris in Portrait of Ruin, nineteen forty four. Alright. Um Julius Belmont in nineteen ninety nine. The the Belmont's reemerged. Um then Aria of Sorrow in twenty thirty five. I think Dawn of Sorrow in twenty thirty six. And then the novel Akumaju Dracula Kabuchino no in 2037.
0: Fuck, fuck Koji Igarashi.
1: <laughs> I like how earlier you were speaking his praise. And then now, now that you know that he's a sexist pig and makes stupid ass decisions with games, you're on my side against him. I mean,
0: here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> those those comments are fucking disgusting, but yes. they are from two thousand and three and while he hasn't said anything since then that like like contradicts that, I feel like bloodstained ritual of the night that's what it's called does contradict um those statements to a certain extent.
1: um you realize that that Tory statement was in like nineteen something?
0: Right. But he hasn't done anything to make me think differently of him. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. So I'm not going to say, like, he has changed his mind, but there is evidence that maybe he has. Which is a good thing.
1: I don't like him.
0: (laughs) I don't like this canon
1: bullshit. Uh, This is... This is abusive. (laughs) I don't like the fact that... One of his first things that he did when he... Made... Castlevania... Like, when when he got control of the canon was like... You know what? Castlevania Legends... The one that starts... The franchise out... Like, chronologically... At this point... That came out while I was not in charge of this... Um... Also, the first game chronologically is also the first one with a woman in it, who's in charge and a boss. Uh-huh. Let's get rid of her.
0: Yeah, that's she's not up. canon anymore. And then he's like, "Let's make Lament of Innocence a story all about dudes." Yep. Yep.
1: Dude, no, 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 dudes having to protect and care for the silly, cute girl who's helpless. Blech. Cause that's the story. Yeah, it is. The story. He's got to go help his fiance. Yeah.
0: Nah, I'm I'm on your side here. Fuck Koji Igarashi. Yeah. I just my my only caveat with that is just that like, like there is some evidence that maybe he isn't as sexist of a piece of shit as he was in
1: 2003. He's a trash man. Yeah. Alright, so have you played any Castlevanias? If so, which ones? Okay,
0: so let's go down the list. Um, I have played Super Castlevania 4. Uh, okay. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've played Me too. the Dracula X Chronicles a bit.
1: I have not. <clears throat>
0: um, I've actually never gotten around to Symphony of the Night, mostly because it's very. Ex- what?
1: I've.
0: It's, it's very expensive on PS1, and yeah I'm going to get to it soon, because I'm just going to start emulating shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,
1: it's a fantastic game. I've
0: played Aria of Sorrow a ton. I've played Circle of the Moon a bit. I've played Harmony of Dissonance when I was a kid. Um, I played Lament of Innocence for, like, an okay. hour before beating that game into the ground.
1: Yeah, so far, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, actually, I haven't played Lament of Innocence. But all the ones you've mentioned so far, aside from that. Um, Anything else? Did you mention Lords of Shadow?
0: Uh, I refuse to play Lords of Shadow. Uh- <laughs> Because I like myself, okay, a, a little bit, okay, okay. Um, no, I think that's all I've played.
1: Okay, so I've I played Castlevania, Castlevania Two, II, Castlevania Three, Castlevania: The Adventure, Super Castlevania Four, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, Kid Dracula, the Game Boy version of it. I've played Castlevania Bloodlines, Symphony of the Night, Legends, Castlevania '64, Castlevania Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow. Uh, I have not played Dawn of Sorrow yet. Um, I've played Portrait of Ruin. I've played Order of Ecclesia. Um, I don't think I said Symphony of the Night, but I did play it. Um, yeah, those are the ones I've played.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've hit up
1: a good number of them. There's
0: a certain point in Castlevania where you can just say, we're done. We're done now. And I'm going to play the and rest. And it's around when Judgment came out.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you, you... You definitely don't need to play Judgment, or like, The Adventure Rebirth is just a remake, or you don't have to play Puzzle. I'm interested in Harmony of Despair, and I'm going to try Lords of Shadow.
0: Uh, have fun. I will. <laughs> Alright. Okie dokie. Castlevania, of course, is possibly best known for having influenced the Metroidvania genre with the success of Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which makes sense because Hitoshi Akamatsu took a lot of influence from the original Metroid approach.
1: Like, a lot. Yeah. They, they, they really delved into that to, to make it similar.
0: Interestingly, despite Lament of Innocence and Curse of Darkness featuring non-linear level exploration and leveling up, they are not considered Metroidvania's due to being 3D. Yeah. Listen, I've actually I mean that's
1: I, that's basically definitionally a Metroidvania, aside from Metroidvania's are typically two D.
0: Yeah, like I've seen I've seen games popping up on Steam recently that have like the Metroidvania tag on them. And they're clearly 3D games. And I'm like, that stops you from being a Metroidvania. You're no longer, you're something else now.
1: So, are, are we going to have a Lamentania? <laughs> for these, these Metroidvanias that are 3D? Because uh, there's definitely a place for them.
0: Yeah, there's a place for them, but it's not in the Metroidvania world. I don't know. I don't know what they okay. are. Honestly, I just don't think... I've, I don't think I've ever played one that I actually liked is the thing. I'm, I'm not sure that the mm. the system works when you go 3D is the problem. Okay. Yeah. After the success of the series, Konami decided to throw it all away and reboot the franchise
1: with Lords of Shadow. Why... Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that they didn't try and continue the story. Like I don't think there's much room for them to go back and make uh an older timeline Castlevania at this point. They've pretty well filled it out and you know, it's it's like every 100 years Dracula rises. They've pretty much got every hundred years since like 1400 whatever when when lament happens or 10 1090 or whatever actually
0: there was i noticed when you were reading off the chronology lament of innocence takes place like 400 years be- before the next one so there is a little
1: room yeah right? there is but those those were trash times and we don't need to talk about that <laughs> Also,
0: we could just rewrite the canon to make Castlevania Legends the first one again. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Nobody needs Lament of Innocence.
1: No, (laughs) we really don't.
0: So, Um. what's your favorite Castlevania game, John?
1: We talked about this a little bit already, and it's kind of a toss-up because Aria of Sorrow is just a really clean, good game. Yeah, I mean, most of most of the Game Boy slash DS games were just really good games, but I'd say I hate to bandwagon, um, but Symphony of the Night is just a masterpiece. It, it genuinely is a masterpiece. So I'm going to have to go with that one.
0: Um, I'm going to have to go with Lament of Innocence.
1: Oh! No, it's
0: Ari of Sorrow. <laughs> okay, that's what I yeah. thought. <laughs> like, I-, I could legit play that game just, like, on loop for a very long time. Yeah. Finish the game, start a new file, play it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah it's it's real good yeah. and that's that's kind of why i was when i started my recent run through the advance collection um i i started with circle of the moon because i knew chronologically of course it's first uh of the it was it came out first uh and then it's also the lesser of the three on the advance uh harmony of dissonance is quite good as well but uh, it's a little bit better, not quite as good as Aria. So I was going to finish with my dessert of Aria of Sorrow, which I'll then just uh, play on loop.
0: Right, for the rest of eternity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Castlevania, of course, has branched out to many other mediums, most notably being its animated adaptations. There have been multiple yep. novelizations and manga adaptations slash spin-offs. Web comics, graphic novels, magazine novels, etc. In addition, there have been a few radio dramas and even a movie that was cancelled in two thousand six, and is now back in production. Fingers crossed. Directed by James Wan.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see if that will actually happen at all.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It kind of falls in the vein of like um, the the Cowboy Bebop live action shit that has been rumored to be in existence for like 20 years and now is finally coming to fruition yeah as
1: i i hope like that that it actually looks good because the cowboy bebop live action it actually
0: looks fantastic a lot of
1: promise yeah it it shows promise i'm not i'm not gonna say it's what we've been asking for for all these years because first of all we haven't been asking for anything we the the original anime is perfect and we haven't needed a a uh a comeback to that but the it's it
0: looks good i am it looks good fingers crossed i am a little sad because the rumor for 20 years was always that uh keanu reeves was supposed to be spike spiegel (laughs) And, Which would have been perfect. And right now, in the middle of the Keanu Revisance, we don't cast Keanu Oof. Reeves as Spike. Yeah, speaker.
1: yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I, I feel like with the with how well Netflix Castlevania did and and of course they're they're bringing it back like it, it sounds my understanding of castlevania netflix is that there's going to be more castlevania netflix it's just gonna be in the future or past it's it's gonna not focus on trevor yeah
0: trevor's story is done they're gonna move on to someone else
1: i would love to be for it to be Richter i was
0: just thinking like richter is the one to go to
1: <laughs> richter and alucard that would be stellar right there but Anyways, with with such a animation renaissance for Castlevania, I would love for James Wan to come in and do that because James Wan is a great director. Yeah. I mean, Furious (laughs) Seven. I I heard great things about Aquaman. Of course, you know, the Conjuring universe.
0: Yeah, like his movies Um, are good. They're just not my style most of the time because he mostly does horror movies.
1: And, yeah I'm not I'm not a conjuring or saw or insidious fan because I don't uh, spoopy's too spoopy for me.
0: but I recognize them as good movies like there's a reason why they're so big.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Of course, the Netflix adaptation is one of the better known animated Castlevanias featuring Richard Armitage, Bill Nye, Graham McTavish and many others.
1: I didn't realize that was Bill Nye. <laughs> Who does he voice? Uh, uh, oh shit, what's his name? The, the wizard.
0: The wizard.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, Castlevania. Come on.
0: I mean, it might be that the, the, I I haven't, I'm not completely caught up on the series, so it might be that his character is introduced later than.
1: No, no, you should, you should know about him by now. Uh, where is this? Saint Germain.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: Like a huge, huge character. Yeah.
0: Okay. I didn't realize (laughs) that was him either. Yeah. And he usually has a very like distinctive voice, so.
1: Yeah, I was, I was, I learned that today, <laughs> <laughs> but like huge names in this Peter Stormare and, and Lance Riddick and Damn. Like, there's, there's some big names in this.
0: The better adaptation, however, mm. is of course, Captain N. Yeah, of course they made it into Captain N. <laughs> Featuring Andrew Cavadas as Simon Belmont, but for all intents and purposes, not, as they're nothing alike, he plays an integral role as one of the core members of the N team. Yep. And then, uh, here we are at the end, John, and it says you want to talk a little bit about spoopy games.
1: Yeah, well, I figured... It is. It is Halloween. Definitely not more than a week ago. Uh, almost two weeks right. ago. Uh, but I figured we we talk about how we feel about spooky games, the 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 gothic games. I mean, there's there's a couple different ways you could take this. So like Castlevania, I'd say rather than being particularly spooky, is gothic, and there's a lot of crossover between the two terms. <laughs> like a lot of it yeah but but they are distinct um and like castlevania is a horror game that i can get into because it's horror by its nature of monsters and uh the death of innocence and stuff like that whereas i feel like most horror games today are like psychological horror and jump scares and and stuff like that and I, that 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 follows a trend that i've noticed in just general culture as a whole right now is that most horror movies nowadays are like jump scary um like psychological horror sorts of movies versus um like the old uh hammer films
0: i'm actually um i differ in opinion on that i feel like most horror movies today are very um they're very reliant on jump scares and don't really do anything like psychological or if they attempt it it's always like weak and half-hearted um is it, it, it uh. the movies of today are very much on the um like for what I, I feel like a psychological horror movie needs to be like not supernatural in any way or it needs to have like a a a blurred line between whether or not something happening is supernatural because if it's but I mean like if it's just a supernatural doctors- thing fucking with your head, like that's not that's not psychological that's just that's a ghost
1: (laughs) yeah like like dr sleep and us are both psychological horror movies that came out in 2019 um what was the one that's like
0: (sighs) like get out i think is a, a a psychological horror movie
1: which came out relatively recently yeah but it, uh, you know, it's, I, I was, I'd say it was so
0: big because it was the exception to the rule. You know, most most horror I movies guess. these days take a lot from Saw, like, like, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, that's definitely a a subgenre of of modern horror, films. and like that's
0: just a slasher movie like saw is yeah. basically just fucking scream like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Where whereas um, i feel like older movies um like like between the modern era and um like like the old universal monster era horror movies were very much like like psychological in that way i think
1: mm-hmm
0: um, my favorite uh, t- one is
1: Tin Cloverfield Lane came out recently in well, the last five years what's the one where the- Hereditary Hereditary came out in 2018 and it's definitely a psychological horror yeah Mids- midsomar in 2019 like uh, I'd say most of the big name horror films in the last few years have been psychological horror films and
0: that's because they're good (laughs) yeah we we constantly i mean i don't like any (laughs) but but we constantly pump out like slasher movies and and and, like they're all bad yeah
1: well i mean they're they're different it's i i would i would put slasher movies in the same place i put um the fast and furious franchise (laughs) Uh, which is that if you really just want a cheap flick to sit down and and get startled to, or to get your blood pumping for like Fast and Furious, then th- that's what you want is is these these thrasher or slasher films that they're they're not there to say anything. They're there to to make you jump, <laughs> but uh- and be be scared or just startled, but.
0: As far as how I react to them, um, I'm actually pretty fine watching a horror movie. Um, there's, uh, there's nothing that really scares me anymore because I was scarred as a child. My, <laughs> my stepdad made me watch the uh, the Thirteen Ghosts remake when I was nine.
1: Oh gosh!
0: So I watched Shaggy get sliced in half, um, and, and I I can't. I can't be affected by horror movies anymore after that. You know, where do you go from there? Shaggy was sliced in half. Uh, Yeah. But horror games are different. I can't play them on my own. Um, I get legitimately spooked by by horror games. So I I have to be in a lit room with a person next to me.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't i'm not a horror person at all like like i was saying the most i can get into is is like the old hammer films which are are like the original dracula and the original curse of frankenstein where there's no jump scares at all it's it's a very slow horror movie and i can i can boogie with that but yeah anything more modern than that with any amount of jump scares or even the psychological horror part of it i can't handle when you're in the i'm a i'm a i'm a a little little wussy dude when you're
0: in the era of like vincent price and bella lugosi like it's it's much more of like an atmosphere thing rather than like Uh trying to scare you kind of thing
1: yeah i'd say those are gothic horror like castlevania is yeah
0: and, and like um, Castlevania, I don't have to have a person next to me and be in a lit room. No. And play. <laughs> no. And
1: I, and I guess that's the difference is that like I can handle these th- the the gothic horror sort of 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 spooky things like Halloween and stuff. But like when when you get when you get into jump scares and and stuff like that, I can't handle it. Uh, one uh, a movie that gave me nightmares. So I I have two movies that that really gave me nightmares as a child, and one of them was Mars Attacks. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know it's a comedy. I know it's a comedy. <laughs>
0: you just said
1: Mars Attacks. I did. Uh, here's here's the level to which I had nightmares with Mars Attacks. It was so bad we had to. You know those icicle lights? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a bunk bed, and we had to put icicle lights all around the bunk bed so that my room was pretty much completely lit up at night. Because otherwise, I would have night terrors. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It, it, It affected me. And yes, I understand. It's a comedy. But when you don't understand things well enough uh and there's some pretty traumatizing things like it's it's definitely dark humor um but when you don't understand and you don't have that that uh extra edge of being older to to understand things it can it can affect you Um, listen
0: this is like if you just told me that ever since hearing blondie's rapture you've had nightmares
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Oh, it, it, it's like uh, an early la- like rap rock song um, where um, Debbie Harry raps about a monster that lands on earth and starts eating up cars and bars and guitars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it eats you and then you're inside the monster as it eats cars and bars and guitars.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: The, the, the saying you you uh had nightmares from Mars Attacks is like hearing you had nightmares about that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm trying to remember why I brought up Mars Attacks. There was another movie. There was movie another that movie you said that scared
0: with. you as a child, gave you nightmares. Was it thirteen ghosts? Yeah,
1: and I No. <laughs> no, I, I uh I avoided uh the the hard stuff. Um Damn, I can't remember now. No.
0: Uh,
1: well, that's a uh, that's unfortunate. I don't know
0: what could give you nightmares other than the weird boxhead ghost from Thirteen Ghosts. <laughs> this shit's insane.
1: Uh, yeah. No, I, I stay away from that.
0: Okay. Well.
1: That's that's some bad shit for what's me. What's
0: your favorite like actual horror game? Then we, we can end on this. <sighs>
1: Favorite actual horror game. Here's the thing. I really don't play horror games. Right. So I don't I don't really have an answer to this.
0: Okay. I mean, um, that's fair. What
1: what 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 would you say yours is?
0: Um, I mean, I like Silent Hill and I like Resident Evil, and um I would have to say like Silent Hill 2 and Resident Evil 2 are like perfect, perfect horror games. Okay. Yeah.
1: See, I haven't played either of those. Like, I, I stay well out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a fan of the spooky.
0: Um. Oh, I also, uh, more modern era, there's uh, the Evil Within. It's a pretty good one.
1: Okay, yeah. that's actually what we're covering next week yep. in uh, Game Facts, for whatever stupid reason. Because I said it. Um, yeah. Yep. Like I'm looking through my entire Steam list, and the I have I technically own Resident Evil Zero Revelations and Revelations Two. Oh, well those suck. Never played them. Never played them. I own Killing Floor 2, never played it. Isn't that just like a um, Left 4
0: Dead kind of game? That doesn't count.
1: Basically. I've never played Left 4 Dead. Um, like, if
0: we're counting that, like, I've played State of Decay 2. That's a fucking good game.
1: Yeah, I haven't played that.
0: But it's not a horror game. I guess,
1: I guess the my favorite horror game would be Viscera Cleanup Detail.
0: <laughs> you do get a lot of enjoyment out of that.
1: I do. I do. But, uh, all right, well, that's it for us. Um, thanks for coming by. Share this with someone who actually does like horror games. Um, happy Halloween, belated. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe. If you could give us some helpful, uh, info, uh, reviews like, um, Wombat's girlfriend did when she said that he was a whiny little nerd, um, we'd, we'd appreciate how that how dare you remind um, me of
0: that <laughs> listen I've been doing this whole episode in a different voice just so that that complaint can't be made anymore
1: uh huh we'll see if that's, that's yeah, true yeah we'll see if it works out <laughs> alright well thanks everyone
0: see you next time bye goodbye